Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hello and welcome again to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond and glad to have you along here for the hour. And it's the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. And before we get into the show, I want to encourage you, uh, Relevant Radio, you can find it either on our website or you can find it through our mobile app, uh, just posted a, an article about the history of Our Lady of the Rosary. I actually retweeted it on the Inner Life Twitter feed. Uh, you can find that at Inner Life Show on Twitter. And I hope you read it. I hope you read about what this day means, why it is a memorial, why we call it the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary. And uh, I want to tell you about one other thing, too. Coming up this Saturday, speaking of Mary, Our Lady, we're also going to be broadcasting a very special Mass, and it's going to be at 11 a.m. Central this Saturday. It's the Apparition Anniversary Mass at the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. This is in Champion, Wisconsin. And 150 years ago, on October 9th, Our Lady, she appeared there to a simple peasant girl that had become a nun later in her life. And she said, I'm the queen of heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners. And so 150 years ago, this is the only approved Marian apparition here in the U.S. And so I hope you can tune in and listen to that. If you normally listen to the, uh, the mass broadcast at noon central on Relevant Radio, this will replace that. So it's one hour earlier. So make note of that if you tune in on Saturdays for the noon mass. And you can listen on RelevantRadio.com. You can watch it online through our website or through the Relevant Radio app or, of course, listen on your local Relevant Radio station. Now, let me ask you, as we start the program today, have you ever been stood up by somebody? And I'm not just talking about a date. You know, I'm talking about maybe they were supposed to pick you up to take you to the airport, or they were supposed to give you a ride someplace, or you were, you were meeting somebody for coffee or a meal. They were supposed to show up. They didn't. You were left there on your own, or they were significantly late. You were just waiting and waiting. Or maybe you remember a time when you did that to someone else. Now, my mom's sister, my Aunt Linda... She's always been this kind of person in our family that was able to have an automatic connection with kids. She's in her 80s now, but she worked all of her life as a teacher and then a school administrator, and she spent most of her career helping at-risk children and teens, and she's someone who has really made that significant difference in the lives of so many people. She's the teacher that kids will keep in touch with years and years after they've graduated. They would send her lit letters. They would invite her to their wedding coming up. So she was more than just a teacher for them. She was someone who believed in them, who honestly cared about them. And she told them that. She told them that regardless of their home life or the difficult circumstances that they might have at home, they could succeed in life and they could do great things. 
And I think the reason that kids have always been attracted to my Aunt Linda is because she never talked down to kids. Every interaction I've ever seen from her with a child, this is even myself when I was growing up, I've seen it with my own children, I've seen it with other kids, she would be genuinely interested in that child. If they were fascinated by something, some activity or some subject, then Linda, she would ask questions about it, not with kind of a fake attitude, but with sincere curiosity. And she'd always have some encouraging or affirming response. As a kid, if you have an adult treat you as if what you're saying is of real interest, and then they tell you how great it is that you're learning about that, that you are an interesting person, that you're smart, you're worth talking to, that adult stands out. They have an appeal to you when a lot of other adults, they might just seem dismissive of what you have to say or what interests you. Now, we had always lived in a different town from my Aunt Linda when I was little, but when I was nine years old, we ended up moving to the same city where she was living. Of course, this meant I could see her more often, which was great. I really enjoyed her. Um, My sister, my brother, we all had that same experience. And those first couple of years... I would see her whenever my mom would drive me over to her house or when she'd come to visit us. But when I was 11, during that summer, at one point when I saw her, Linda, she suggested that, hey, let me take you out to lunch in a couple of weeks. And we set a date and said, she said she'd pick me up and we'd go to this Chinese restaurant that was in town. And I was thoroughly excited. Like I say, you know, that one-on-one time with a person who's interested in me, interested in what I have to say, made me feel big. 11 years old, made me feel like I was almost a grown-up. And the day arrived, and she, was, she said she'd pick me up a little before noon. So I got ready. I was waiting in our living room, probably around 11.30. And you know what happens when you're waiting for something that you're excited for? Well, the minutes they drag by, and that's how it happened for me. Minute by minute, the time just slowly crept along. 11.45, 11.50. It finally got to be 11.55, And I was getting a little pensive. You know, I asked my mom, should I call Linda? My mom said, well, Linda, she can run a little late. That that happens a lot of the times. So she encouraged me just to be patient. Noon arrived, still no Linda. 12.05, 12.10, I was still waiting. Finally, my mom said, sure, go ahead and try and call her. But there was no answer. This was before the era of cell phones. And so the phone just rang and rang, and I hung up, and I kept waiting. And she finally drove up to our house around 12.45, almost an hour after when she originally said that she'd arrive. We went and we had lunch, and I I remember enjoying the time that we spent together. But having to wait so long, it kind of cast this shadow on the day for me. And in the years that followed, I had this experience more than once again with her, several other times. Now, my Aunt Linda, she's a wonderful person. I love her. But she commonly runs late like my mom had told me. So if we were planning some kind of get-together, if Linda said she'd arrive at a certain time, I learned just you can't count on her being punctual. I couldn't trust that she would show up when she said she would. And trust is a tricky thing. If you let someone down, they might give you a second chance, but if you let them down that second time or that third or that fourth time, then they stop trusting you. They stop believing what you say is what you're going to do. And if you've been let down by someone in your past, then you might be suspicious of other people without even giving them that first chance. Can you really trust them? And this can color our ability to trust God, to take God at his word. 
And that's what we want to talk about today during this hour. How can we have that total trust in God? Joining us today for the hour as our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father J.P. Mitchell. He's a priest with Opus Dei, uh, lives in an Opus Dei center, and does all kinds of pastoral activities with their community. Father J.P. Mitchell, welcome back to The Inner Life. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks, Josh. It's great to be back. Well, so I'm always a big fan of defining terms as we start off. So first of all, let's talk about what is trust in general. You know, it might be something where we have kind of a vague idea or understanding, but how would you define trust, uh, especially as we're talking from a spiritual standpoint? I would define trust in... So when we say spiritual standpoint, it means we're, we're referring this to God. So I would say firm, a firm confidence. Um, you mentioned belief earlier, too, with regards to, to your Aunt Linda but a firm confidence or belief in his care for me um, or in his speaking the truth. Um, and, uh, yeah, and to be honest, I think I think it's good to keep, just, just like you say, it's good to define our terms, and also I think the simplest possible, obviously, we can develop it more, but I... I yeah. I, like, I like grabbing onto that. There's a firm confidence in his care for me and his saying the truth. Well, so that confidence in God's care for us, what do you think are the differences when we talk about trusting God and having faith in God? I, I would imagine there's a lot of overlap, but there's probably some subtle differences there, too. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of overlap, because, um, because when I say I believe in God, then, well, that faith, that belief— is that everything that he, that is presented to us about him that he presents to us? Well, I acknowledge it as true, and I believe it is true. And so, my trust, I would say, is that I trust that he will act in according to that, and um, and that and that that will translate into his his continual action. I guess you could say his continual care and love for me. Um, and so that trust translates into something personal for me too. Is is is, and I think confidence is is a good word to express it. it um, and then eventually that can well that can result in certain peace, et cetera, in ourselves too. But but I'm I'm confident in him. You were confident in your aunt, and then that ended up falling through, ended up shattering. So I'm confident in God. Um, now, what does that look like? And anyway, I'm, I'm like I'm sure we'll get into that. But well, yeah, let's let's talk about that. What does that look like? You know, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about this here today is because the gospel reading that we hear at mass. Yeah. Um, th- there's a lot that you know Jesus tells us there in Luke's gospel, but there's a very very familiar part I think for anybody who has been a Christian or a Catholic for a while, and it's that portion where Jesus says, "Ask." and you will receive, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be open to you. And so, you know, that seems pretty simple, maybe on the surface, and Jesus follows this up by saying that if we, as imperfect humans, we sin, we have all these faults, if we like to give good things to our children, if we want to give them gifts that make them smile, you know, we're not, and he talks about, you know, if, if, if your child asks for something to eat, 
you're not going to, if they want to fish, you're not going to give them a snake, something that could yeah. bite them, be poisonous. And so he says, if we as failed human parents still give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Father in Heaven give good things? Specifically, he says, the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So again, it seems pretty straightforward, but we as humans, we find it difficult to trust God just in an absolute sense. So what stands out to you in what Jesus is saying here? What do you take away from this? I take away from particularly when, yes, he, for everyone who asks, receives. And that might contrast with, with some of our life experience. And maybe I've asked for certain things, and I haven't received what I've asked for. And so, um, so is Jesus a liar then? Can I not trust him? And, um, and I'd say the key here is we have to trust God on his terms, on, based on who he is and how he functions and how he reveals himself to us, not on mine. And so I might have an idea of what I want or what I need, but actually God, my Father, is the one who truly knows what I want and what, or, and, or what I need. Um, and we have this experience, too, with children. You know, a, a child will, will want something, and, 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 and his parents will say in their wisdom, say, you know what, now's not the time for you to get this, or this is actually harmful for you. And the kid starts to cry. Why does the kid cry? Because, they cry? because the kid thinks that there's an injustice being done, that I'm not getting what I need, I'm not getting what I deserve. And actually, the parent is loving that child. And so um, this is part of the learning curve for us with our relationship with God, and also going to Scripture and saying, okay, God, what are you revealing to me about you so I can trust you on your terms and not simply on mine, because if I'm trusting him on mine or expecting to get what I want according to my own human and limited judgment and judgment of a fallen creature, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Well, so if I can ask you personally, what has helped you in your life? You know, you're a priest, you're somebody who has devoted your life now to the church. What's helped you... Or what helped you in the past get to a place where you said, okay, I really do trust God, and I trust him on his terms? One, let's see. There are, the answer that comes immediately to mind, I'm sure I'll, I'll think of others later, but um, is my witness of people who suffer and who suffer with, with, with trust, and, and, and who suffer with abandonment. In other words, who don't question um, what's being given to them. Like, they, they, they trust that this is coming from God, and they see, and, and, and object, and when, because there are a couple people that I accompany who are in this kind of state who have been suffering for a long time. And, um, and the fruits that have come from their acceptance the spiritual fruits in their own life, in their own personal holiness, and then also in the people around them and the people that they pray for are objective and extremely clear. <laughs> and, and, and so um, as a priest, I've been able to accompany these, uh, these people. They bring them the sacraments on a regular basis. And, um, and the fruits are tremendous. And the suffering is also tremendous. Um, and sometimes you don't really know what God is doing or why he's allowing certain things to happen. And then 
But there's certain moments where you get a glimpse. You say, oh, wow. God, you're allowing this person to be close to the cross, and this person is saying yes all the way. And uh, and having, so often, you know, the examples of the saints. So I'm not canonizing these people before they die, obviously, but but uh, but we see the examples of holy people, and that helps us a lot, too. You know, one of the other things that comes to my mind as I'm listening to you, one of the things that helps, I think, for me growing in trust, it's all of the different times that I have seen God provide in some way. He's, he's taken yeah. care of a situation. And even where I might have said, boy, my faith was really lacking in that moment, or I was just so self-focused on the thing I was going through. <laughs> Right. right? <laughs> and in spite of me, God still took care of what I needed, when I needed it. Sometime at the very last minute, it's, well, you need this here, you need this now. Um, you know, and, and that comes through. And it's, it's something that is so overwhelmingly obvious that God's hand is involved, that it can't be coincidence after coincidence after coincidence after coincidence there's something more there. And I think that's one of those things that's helped me growing in that trust. Yes. Um, one thing I was thinking of the other, of well, in preparation for today was, um, now I don't have a specific answer to the question, I guess, but there was someone who I know, who I got to, I recently got to know, uh, who died. And, um, and he was he was he was older and and he died a very painful death. He'd been suffering for the last few years, um, and that suffering didn't lessen. And um, and so it was hard to watch for for for, for everybody involved, for especially his wife and and you know, the kids, the grandkids. And so, you know, you, you say, well, gosh, our prayers for for didn't seem to be answered maybe, you know, because, well, his pain didn't go away or didn't go down as much as we would have liked, you know. Um, but I think to have that kind of outlook would be, again, to look at things according to our own terms, because maybe our prayers were answered. He could have suffered more. He could have suffered longer. Or maybe God didn't answer it the way we wanted it, because maybe he had something else in mind, like um, he wanted that person to be purified and to be more identified with Christ in the cross in order to get into heaven. And I think the peace that the, that that there was at the funeral, and 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 unfortunately I wasn't there, so I'm I'm only getting this second hand. But there was a great peace there. Is also a result, right? Is a fruit. You you will know a tree by its fruits. Hmm, and one of the right. big fruits is that there's a peace and joy. So even when there are difficulties, um, and this I guess this would also be an answer to you for in my own life, is that there's a there's a deep peace that I. I know I am where I'm supposed to be, <laughs> and so, uh, and I don't want to lose that at all. And that also leads me to trust, you know, to further trust God. Yeah, yeah, that that peace, that contentment that you have there, sure, that that absolutely makes sense. Our spiritual director today here on the Inner Life, Father J.P. Mitchell, he's a priest of Opus Dei, and we're talking about how we can grow in our trust of God. And maybe there are those moments in your life where it's been difficult, but you've been able to exercise that trust. You've been able to truly trust and rely on God. What's helped you in those moments? What's helped you to take God 
at his word, as Father J.P. Mitchell is talking about. Take God on his terms. Trust him on his terms, not on your terms. Uh, how has God proven his faithfulness in your life? Maybe you're going through a difficult time right now, and it's hard to have that trust. You need some encouragement or a little bit of advice. And that's why Father is here. Our studio line is open for your call at 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And more on trusting God coming up right after this here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director, Father J.P. Mitchell, helping produce the program. Nick Sentovich and Jim Shaper are here working behind the scenes, helping to uh, run everything, answer your phone calls. And again, you're welcome to call in as today we're talking about trusting God. How has God worked in your life so that you can see that he's there? You have been able to grow in that trust. Maybe it was difficult to start with. Uh, Maybe he's proven himself. How has he provided for you? How has God proven that faithfulness to you? Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And Father, as I mentioned, we wanted to talk about this subject today because of the gospel reading that we hear at Mass from St. Luke's Gospel, and that uh, part that we talked about, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Now St. James, in his letter in the New Testament, in the fourth chapter, he says something that seems to maybe give a little more clarity on asking God for things. You know, you talked about that we trust God on his terms, not on our own terms. And St. James, he writes and he says, you do not possess because you do not ask. So, I mean, that's one thing. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it, right? So you have to just simply ask. So that's the first thing. But then he says, you don't receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. And I kind of think about this in the same way that I would interact with one of my younger children. You kind of alluded to this. You know, if, if I have my child who comes home after school every day, and they're hungry, they want some sort of snack, they know it's going to be a couple hours before we have dinner, and if they ask for an apple or some carrot sticks or something like that, I'll probably tell them yes without hesitation most of the time. But if, every day they come home and they ask for candy or chocolate or cookies... <laughs> I'm probably going to be more reluctant to give that yes. You know, an occasional cookie, yeah, that's fine every once in a while, but you can't be going through a box of Oreos every couple days. And so my son or my daughter, they might be really disappointed in that moment when I tell them, no, you can't have that. That's the thing they want. But I'm looking out for their overall health in the long run, and I I think 
We can get discouraged when we ask for something that's not good for our spiritual health, and then God responds, and he says no, just like a good father, a good parent. And then we can find ourselves maybe developing this attitude that God isn't answering our prayers, or he always says no. How do you think we, we can switch that mindset so that we can not ask wrongly, as St. James says, you know, that it's not to spend whatever we're asking for on our passions, but that our passion is for what God wants? Right. Um, yeah, first, I would say that, well, sometimes we can think, well, God's not answering. Well, he always answers. He just might not answer in the way that I was expecting or I might want or whatever. Right. Um, but the key to any kind of prayer, and, I, and uh, I remember reading a book on a book that's called Gethsemane, and it's about Jesus' prayer in the Agni in the Garden where Jesus actually asks God the Father to change plans, right? May this chalice pass from me. But then he follows that up with, but not my will, your will be done. And that's the key. Um, and the, the, the writer of that, that book says, the key to any true prayer has that implied. Maybe we, or maybe we say it explicitly, or at least it's implied, that, that I'm open, God, to whatever it is that you want. This is what I think I need. This is what I what seems good to me, but really I want your will to be done. And um, and so we have Jesus' example in, in in the agony in the garden that it's even okay to ask to change plans, but always open to whatever it is that God wants. And so that's the right way to ask. Um, is is and, and and I think it's tied into what we were saying earlier. It's another way of saying, well, on His terms, and God, what is it that you want from me? Um, so we want to be open to his will and uh, and trying to accept it, even though we might not always understand it. Our spiritual director, Father J.P. Mitchell, a priest of Opus Dei, and we're taking your phone calls as today we talk about trusting God. Maybe that trust has been difficult for you, and you've not been sure if, you've, if you're trusting God on his terms. Maybe you've, it's been on your terms, and you need some advice, you need some encouragement. Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Maybe God has proven his faithfulness to you. Mm. And there were those times that you went through, and you can say, yeah, looking back, I really can see how God helped me through that. Uh, again, our studio line, 888-914-9149. And Father, we've got Mary Bell who's listening to us in El Paso, Texas. Hi, Mary Bell. You're Hi. on the air with Father J.P. Mitchell. Well, hello, Father. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I was just calling in because um, I became a widow in 2016. Mm-hmm. My I'm husband sorry. had pancreatic cancer. And so and a few years before that, I had come back to the church, and you know, I was on, on a pretty good journey. And so looking back, I think that's what helped me when he became ill, and, and I was able to have a peace it's like I prepared, you know, uh, because I knew it was coming. So it was very, very hard, but it was, um, I also was at peace and, and I felt very close to God. And so, um, last October I got married again. I found love again. Wow. But he, he passed away in August. And so now I'm wrestling very much 
And this time it's hard for me to understand and hard for me to trust. It's not like the first time. Mm. And so I'm, I'm wrestling spiritually every day with this. I'm sorry, Mary Bell. Um, count on my prayers for you and for and well and for for both of your husbands, particularly the one who recently passed away. And um, of course, we're anyway we're 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 on the radio here, and so we this is not the same as personal spiritual direction. But one thing which I would encourage you to do is is to try to find things to be grateful for in the midst of that pain. It doesn't mean reject, you know, or, or kind of pushing out the pain as if it weren't there. No, no, it's there. But there could, but there also be things to be thankful for. Even though it was a short time with that man, you were given the gift of being able to be with him. And I would say he had the gift of also be accompanied by you. And so this might be painful here too, uh, but, but, but our Lord has, has used you to accompany two souls on their path to heaven. So, um, Maybe we, sometimes we get asked to do things, we get asked to do jobs that we don't particularly like. You know, we get a chore that mom and dad give us and say, gosh, I don't really like doing this. But the fact is that our parents trust us and they, and they like the fact, or they like how we do that, how we're able to take care of that, or how, how we're able to take care of our younger siblings or whatever it might be. And so God has, I think, I'm correct in saying this, has placed you by those two souls to accompany them on their path to him. And, and just to know that 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 you're not alone. That our Lord came to suffer and to accompany you in your suffering. So, um, anyway, thank you for your call. Thank you for your witness. Thank you for accompanying them. Thank you for following your vocation and and counting my prayers, Mary Bell. And uh, Mary Bell, there will be so many other people praying that is they've just heard your story. Thank you for calling in and sharing. And you know, Father, as as I'm listening to Mary Bell talk about and obviously that that hurt that sorrow is so fresh with her mm. and she said you know I'm, I'm having that hard time the first time I really trusted the second time now I've just lost my second husband and I'm having that hard time trusting what do you think I, I, a lot of times I guess I, I think about that if there's something that is an obstruction for us moving in the right direction. Sometimes we don't realize what is causing that obstruction, you know, at least the underlying root cause of that. What, what do you think are the biggest obstacles that we deal with in our lives that keep us from having that trust in God? Um, not understanding the plan um, or not understanding, not seeing clearly how it has to do with my happiness. Uh, because it might not make me happy, or it might not, at least in the moment. Um, that's a big obstacle. Uh, and then another obstacle could also be, um, and, and 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 I'm not referring this specifically to Mary Bell or anything, right? Uh, I'm just right, and I'm just talking more yeah. in general too. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. And um, is is also not. Not knowing God, um, and what, what I say is, 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 is 
I say that because the way God reveals himself to us, the way we, re- we, we see Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is life. Humanly speaking, at least up until his death, right, before the resurrection, ends in total failure. You know, it, it, it seems like a total, absolute failure. And yet the lesson is actually what seems like failure, what, what, what is actually victory, right? Is, is, is God is, is all-powerful and is able to flip things around. And so the problem is, is we don't, sometimes we haven't gotten to that moment of victory. We don't really see, well, how exactly is this going to work out? Just like the people when they were witnessing the crucifixion didn't, <laughs> even though they were told about the resurrection, it, 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 right. they weren't thinking about it, you know? At least it doesn't seem so. Uh, otherwise, the, the apostles probably wouldn't have run, you know? Um, with the exception of St. John. And so, um, uh, there, so there might be a lack of also just knowledge of how God functions and how suffering and death are not the end. And that's, an, and that, and that's what Jesus shows us. He, 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 he bursts right through suffering and death. He doesn't go side, he doesn't sidestep it. He goes right through it. He, he lives it himself to show that it's actually... Can be it's like it's it's the path to salvation. So I think an obstacle there is also just knowing Jesus Christ and knowing how how He lived and how and how He sometimes functions. And then I think third thing I'm sure there could be more. Um, the third thing that comes to mind is maybe forgetting how He loved me in the past and how things had worked out, or those clear moments where I knew He was by my side. It's good to remember those moments and to go back to them. Yeah. In our own in our own spiritual life, realize, Lord, I'm I'm going through a tougher moment right now, but I know you were with me then, and I, and I know you're with me now. Yeah, don't have that short memory. That's yeah, <laughs> that's really important. Our spiritual director, Father J. P. Mitchell, and we're taking your phone calls at eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine as we talk about how we can trust God. Maybe it's something where it's been difficult for you to trust God. Maybe you made it through a difficult time, and it's helped you to look back and have those moments that Father is talking about, those those memories of, well, God did provide here and again here and again here. And I can, I can actually rely on those experiences to help me to have stronger, better trust now where I'm at in my life. 888-914-9149. Uh, Father, let's go to Patty. She's listening in Sun City, Arizona. Hi, Patty. Welcome to The End of Life. Hi, guys. You're doing a great job this morning. It's very, very good. So thank you. Pat. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to share with, in keeping with our theme of trust today, um, and offer hopefully some listeners trust in God and faith that we never know where He's leading us or why. And I went through a very, very dark time with depression after spousal abuse back in the 90s for almost 10 years. Mm. And during that time, my prayer life was severely affected because I was just so depressed. Um, I had a hard time just even sitting down to pray. So uh, we had a dear family friend that was a priest, and I talked to him, and he said, You know, Patty, Jesus knows your heart. Just say, Lord, you know my heart today. Please you know, just know that I love you and I trust in you. And I don't know why I'm going through this. And one day I might, but I'm going to trust you even if I don't. And I had two daughters to raise as a single mom. And so that was my prayer for a long, long time, you know. Well, after having successfully come out on the sunny side of things, 
I, w- I worked as a dental hygienist for many, many, many years. And when sometimes we just don't know why God leads us through things. Maybe we'll, it'll be revealed to us one day in heaven. But I discovered that I was able to recognize depression in my patients. Hmm. And I was able to, I was always really cl- close with them. And so I was able to help direct these people to resources, medically and spiritually. And it brought about some pretty remarkable changes in people. And the first time it happened, I stopped. I was sterilizing my room, and I'm like, Lord, thank you. I now know why you did this, because I would never have known the signs and symptoms, and I could never have been an instrument for you. So I'm just here to say, keep the faith, trust in Jesus, know that God is not going to bring you through something for no good reason. Mm. Right? Wonderful. Thanks, Patty. Yes, uh, there were yeah, there were two things there that jumped out at me, and anyway, there are many more, but the two main things. One, that last point that you made is really good, is that when we go through tough times, we're able to understand others and also to help them. And that understanding is so key to living charity, because when we, when, when we feel understood, it's, 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 well, then we know we're loved, you know, um, and um, and sometimes we need to go through some pretty serious crosses in order to help others with their cross, and that's and that also brings about great joy. I mean, you can just tell them the tone of your voice, <laughs> the way you talk about it, the way you talk about helping others. And then and then the other point was, which I like a lot, and it's also helped me a ton is finding short prayers like that to pray when we're going through a harder time or we have a harder time to pray. So you know what? I'm going to grab on to that, that prayer from, you know, St. Faustina said, Jesus, I trust in you, or something like that, and I'm, and I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to repeat it mindlessly. I'm going to repeat it mindfully to him. Jesus, I trust in you. I know you're with me. And then that helps our faith grow because we're making continual acts of faith, continual acts of trust. So that's really good. Thanks a lot, Patty. Yeah, Patty, I'm so glad you called in and shared your experience and gave that encouragement to so many people today here on The Inner Life. Again, our spiritual director, Father J.P. Mitchell, a priest of Opus Dei, as today we talk about how we can grow in trust for God, how we can look at those past moments in our lives and say, I trust, even though I don't see the entire plan, like Patty was saying, I will be able to trust in you because you've proven yourself again and again and again. How has God done that in your life? Or maybe you're struggling to trust God right now, and you need some encouragement. Our studio line, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And I know we've got a lot of you on hold. We'll try and get to as many phone calls as we can coming up next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. 
Welcome back to The Inner Life. Hi, I'm Josh Raymond and our spiritual director for the hour, Father J.P. Mitchell, as we talk about trusting God, how we can grow in that trust. Our studio number, 888-914-9149, to call into the show, 888-914-9149. And I want to also mention really quickly here, if you haven't gone online to RelevantRadio.com or clicked on the Relevant Radio app in the last day or two, you might not have seen we have a contest a giveaway that we're doing right now, and it's for a nativity set, an outdoor nativity set, hand-painted, it's beautiful, uh, valued at over $500. And why are we giving it away here in early October? Well, we're doing the drawing here because we want to have plenty of time to send it to you before Advent begins. So you can have that up in your yard or outside your home uh, for all of Advent and all of the Christmas season. And we're going to give away 200 of those nativity sets. So not just one, not just 10, 200 of them. And uh, we did this last year, and so many people were so excited to be able to walk away uh, as winners. You can be one of those lucky winners. All you have to do is click on that banner at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app, but we're only taking registrations for this signups until October 15th, so do it right now, and uh, really encourage you to sign up. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I have this exact same nativity set. We've had it outside of our home for years, and so it really is a beautiful Beautiful one. Again, uh, sign up at relevantradio.com or on the relevant radio app. And Father uh, JP Mitchell, as we continue our conversation here, one of the things that Patty brought up, you know, that even if we don't understand the plan that God has in store for us, and this was one of those things you mentioned, one of the big obstacles, not understanding the plan. I think a lot of that, you know, as I was reflecting on trusting in God this morning, preparing for the show, I was thinking, you know, a lot of it comes down to I want to be in control of certain mm. things, and I don't want to let God have that control. And I think this might be where we have to return to that childlike faith, because if I tell one of my younger kids, if I say, hey, we're going to go on a trip. They don't ask me questions about if we have enough money for the gas for the car. They don't ask, okay, have you planned where we're going to eat at every stop along the way? Or uh, did you make reservations for a hotel room? They just know that their mother and I will take care of all those details. All they have to do, they just have to be willing to get in the car and go with us. And that, uh, you know, I mean, if you can think of back to when you were a kid and if you went on a road trip, it just makes... The journey enjoyable. You don't have to stress about all those little details. And so I think, you know, if if we don't worry about all of the details, just say, okay, God, you're my father. You'll take care of the details. I just have to kind of get in and buckle up for the ride. It probably will make life much more enjoyable along the way. Yes. Um, yeah, what you were talking about made me think of a comparison I heard once uh, of the, the, it was in a talk, and the the person or the priest was was talking about um, the confidence of knowing that God is our loving Father, and uh, you know, kind of resting in our divine filiation. And he gave a very simple comparison that resonated with me, at least. He said, "It's like walking into a restaurant, and you know, Dad's got the credit card, you know, and so you're not really looking too carefully at the prices, right? Because you know, Dad's got it covered, and." Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 being able to enjoy the moment and um, and living in the present as well is 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 that um, because the, 
the tendency is to focus on, on, on things that aren't working out or things that are difficult. And, and, uh, and obviously we can't just be blind to those at all. No, we need to try to accept that. But we also need to, to see the good things that are happening and to be grateful. Gratitude is so key um, for happiness. Even, you know, like well, there, there are polls out there that, that, that are purely secular and everything, and, 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 and they've kind of discovered, like, the key to happiness um, is gratitude. Like, like the, the happiest people are the people who are grateful. And, uh, and so it can be hard to be grateful to God when we think when something's going on that, um, that we don't understand or that we're not in control of. And, uh, and there we have to, have to try to say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, you're loving me in all these other ways in my life right now and have loved me in so many other ways that, I, that uh, even I don't really see or don't really, con- I'm going to trust you. And, um, and often, I don't know, any, any time that's happened to me in life, like, you, you get through it, and you get through it better than you thought you would. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think uh, many people have had that same sort of experience. Father, let's go back to the phones. Andrew's listening to us in Texas. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Hey, thank you, Josh, uh, and thank you, Father Mitchell. I, I appreciate the opportunity. I, I hope I can maybe share something with your listeners that may resound with some of them as well. Uh, you started out the show with a great anecdote, um, and uh, it rang some bells in my head, and I started to make some connections. Um, I'm a revert to the church for the last six years now. Um, been very, very happy about that. But perhaps um, we haven't talked about you know that childlike trust that we should have um, in our Heavenly Father because the first father wasn't there. Um, you know, promises were made in our household, but we were, uh, we were raised in a frankly dysfunctional and alcoholic environment. And I'm sure that many people are that in, in that kind of uh, a situation. And so you may have difficulties, um, choosing the right marriage partner, uh, trusting people, making plans and having them broken for my twenties, thirties and forties was just devastating to me. And so when you were asking the question, I think, Josh, the father, about what, what are those things that prevent us or hold us back from trusting? I think that, that we have to know um, or have a good sense of that that was something that contributed early in our life. Yeah. And our Heavenly Father is not going to be like that at all. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point, Andrew. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up. And Father, if we have those scars from our childhood where we didn't have a home situation that we could trust. Is there, is there a saint that you might recommend going to? Do we turn, turn to our guardian angel? How do we uh, kind of get our brain rewired so that we don't allow that to keep us from being able to trust God in the way that we should? Mm. Yeah. Thanks Andrew for bringing that up. Um, It certainly makes it difficult, right? And yeah, it, 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 Certainly, should have been an obstacle that, uh, that I mentioned, and um, and so how how to deal with that? Well, um, I'd say first is is we also learn well who can I trust um, because there are people we can trust. We we just need to find them, um, and uh, but also to trust God in little things too. You know, say Jesus, I'm gonna with with, with this thing I have to do at work. I'm going to place my trust in you, Lord. Help me do it. With this, with 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 
with this other aspect of my spiritual life. I want to start praying the rosary on a regular basis, or I want to, or maybe I start smaller and I start with the decade. Or Jesus, help me with this, and I'm gonna, and uh, and I trust you're gonna help me to do it, or or or, or, or in this relationship, you know. And so um, to, to to have these little kind of goals that we want to accomplish with God, right? And that helps build up our trust with Him. Um, and then, I mean, you mentioned saints. Um, to have devotion to, uh, actually, the, the one I was thinking of is, has, has has not been canonized, and I don't know if it will be, but he's written wonderful books on trust, and that's Father Walter Cisek. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh, his name. Oh, yeah, right. Chiswick, Father Walter Chiswick. Chiswick. Thank yes. you. Thank you very yeah, much. I, I, I know exactly who you're talking about, and uh, I think that's a favorite among a lot of priests that I've spoken with. So, yeah, He leadeth Father, me. I mean, there's with that, God in right. Russia, and then there's He leadeth me. He leadeth me especially. Right. It is, well, it is, it is awesome. And Father, we're uh, just flat out of time here. So, oh in the gosh. remaining, I know it's just to zip right <laughs> by. In the remaining about 15 seconds, could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing? Of course. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, may God accompany you on your journey through life. And may we all grow in trust, knowing that He is by our side. And I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father, for being here with us today. And, of course, you can find the podcast if you missed any of the earlier conversation. It'll be available this afternoon at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Stay tuned. Mass is next here on Relevant Radio.